This is Times Radio. And a very warm welcome to the programme. Great to have your company. Raya El Salahi in for Mariella Frostrup this afternoon. And now it's time for this. On the ground, bringing you stories from every corner of the globe on Times Radio. It's the time of the show when we're on the ground speaking to reporters to find out what's going on in their patch. Today, we head to South America with Times correspondent John Bonfiglio. Uh, good afternoon, John. I'm a happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you too, Raya. Let's start by uh, talking about Brazil uh, with a new leader sworn in over the weekend. Tens of thousands of people crowding uh, together to see the country's first left-wing leader in eight years. Uh, Tell us uh, about the event and what it was like. Yeah, yesterday in in Brasilia saw the investiture of Lula da Silva uh, offering a message of hope and uh, reconstruction uh, and and really seismic uh, because of what came before. I mean, is there as great a difference uh, in any uh, body politic on earth as there is between a Jair Bolsonaro, uh, right-wing authoritarian, and the left-leaning Lula da Silva? I mean, that uh, the space between them is absolutely vast. Also interesting that both Bolsonaro over the weekend in his final address as president and Lula da Silva at his investiture broke out in tears in terms of the one the, the saying farewell to his political project, but also Lula da Silva coming in and taking the mandate for the next uh, for the next four years, uh, a massive difference between the two made all the more stark by the fact that this was the tightest election in Brazilian history. So basically, fifty percent voted for each candidate, and fifty percent of the country loathes the other candidate. So uh, Lula's intray is um, fairly problematic. I think it could be said. Well, I mentioned thousands of people coming together to see uh, Lula sworn in, uh, and yet it's uh, a country which is seeing huge demonstrations, people uh, camped out for for, uh, many weeks too. So this is a split Brazil. Yeah, and it's not going to go away anytime soon. I mean, all we have to do is look at the ongoing problems uh, after the recent US election to know that an election does not solve this. And also, uh, if you look at the uh, the rest of the, ele- of the elected officials in Brazil, it also doesn't give Lula da Silva much of a mandate beyond the presidency as well. So uh, it's an open question as to what he can actually achieve. And also, secondly, in a context in which so many of the problems that Brazil is facing are not Brazil-specific, but also global problems related to, of course, a post-pandemic uh, world and economy, the war in, uh, between Ukraine. Ukraine and, and Russia, which is affecting so much in terms of costs, inflation, supply chain, and so on. So um, it's definitely difficult to know what he can achieve uh, immediately on entering office. What are we hearing from Lula on his plans for the country? Um, I think we, we're hearing very much sort of an emotional, um, I guess, address and uh, steering Brazil towards a particular uh, sort of, uh, I guess, uh, hearts and minds model of what Brazil could be. I mean, it's no accident as well. I think that Pele has just passed away because Pele really represented Brazil in an international context so and, and was regarded as being uh, the, the, the best of Brazil. Also important to remember that this is not Lula's first term in office, that he, he was a shoeshine boy, as was Pele, then worked himself up to be union leader. He lost three consecutive elections for the presidency before him, actually becoming president between two 
2003 and 2010. So he's got uh, some history. And, and when people re fondly remember that period, it was a, uh, relating to him having brought millions out of poverty related to an international uh, commodities boom. But when people remember him negatively, it's to do with the corruption scandal that then ensued towards the end of his tenure and actually led to him actually doing uh, jail time as well. So he's got to somehow bring all that together. And what we're hearing from him very much at the moment relates to uh, a rebuilding of Brazilian institutions, a unifying of Brazil, a refocusing and reinvesting in education and health. And of course, internationally, where we're most going to hear about him over the next few months and years relates to the Amazon, relates to the devastation that we continue to see in the Amazon and his public policies, which he hopes will rectify uh, what's been taking place there. Really interesting to consider also the relations internationally speaking that uh, the, the uh, relations Bolsonaro had uh, internationally and how that may change under Lula. We've heard lots about environment inequality, but what about that? Yeah, very much. I mean, Lula, even before his investiture, was beginning to do the rounds internationally. I mean, uh, Bolsonaro had really... Uh, reacted against most international gatherings, knowing that he was going to be, he was basically a sort of a, a persona non grata in those anyway, and just basically boycotted them. But, but yeah, Lula has already been doing international tours and reconstituting Brazil in his mind as, as an international uh, player and as an international uh, voice. So that's very much something which has already taken place. And I think we can expect to continue to take place uh, internationally, but also very specifically in Latin America, continuing this sort of pink tide of, of leftist leaders that have recently been elected into office in in Latin America. And I think that really also uh, shifts or continues to shift a political balance in making uh, Latin America a, a, a block, an important voice in terms of um, social investment uh, and public policy. What next for Brazil's former president, uh, Jair Bolsonaro? Where now? I think it's a really interesting question because it, it could go one of two ways. I mean, uh, again, he continues to have really fervent, visceral support across the country, uh, which makes his presence and his political project, if you like, uh, possible to, uh, to sustain, again, in the same way, perhaps, as we see with Donald Trump in the USA. Notwithstanding, one of the things that Lula da Silva said in his investiture was that although he did not come in to office with a spirit of revenge, uh, people who made mistakes and acted unlawfully and incorrectly during the previous administration would be brought to task, which basically means in the small print that, uh, the, uh, that the judiciary, that he's hoping the judiciary will get after Bolsonaro. So the second option is that Bolsonaro is likely to not be spending much time in Brazil over the next few months and years because he knows what's coming, and that is public prosecution. Mm. You have touched on this, but this comes amid other huge news in Brazil this week, the death of Pelé, the legendary footballer. The country is, uh, has been observing three days of, of national mourning. How is that continuing? Um, on the streets of Sao Paulo, of, of Santos, uh, the, the team that Pelé played for uh, all his life, the, the, the wake, the, his body is currently sitting at the, in the centre of the pitch at the Santos Stadium, the Villa Belmiro, uh, for the public to file by and pay uh, respects uh, everybody, both inside and outside the stadium, decked in the Brazilian 
uh, yellow and also the black and white of Santos and the number 10 Pele's shirt is emblazoned absolutely everywhere. This is happening live as we speak and will continue to happen for the next 24 hours. And the surprising news of the last hour or so is that uh, Pele's mother, who is still alive, Celeste Aranch, uh, actually, uh, he, it was thought that the, that the funeral cortege tomorrow would pass by her house in Sao Paulo, but she's actually made it um, to, to pay her last respects to uh, her son in situ at the stadium, and nobody expected that that was possible, given her her age um, and advanced uh, difficulties with, with movement and cognizance. Mm. John, we'll have to leave it there, but really appreciate you joining us. Uh, John Bonfiglio, The Times uh, Latin American correspondent, speaking to us about all the goings-on in uh, his patch. Right, still to...